And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Joining us now as we take a look at the weather outlook here for the rest of the week ahead and beyond, Eric Stongrass of Nutrient is with us. Eric, great to have you back on the show. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, it's uh, about time for us to switch this pattern around. So there's always something new for me to look at and talk about. So you say, am I doing well? Yeah, there's something something new to catch my attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's dive in. What is new catching your attention here this week? And I, you know, maybe we should you know just back up a little bit and look at how things have been going the last couple of days, last week, and the weekend here in the U.S. and and kind of look at the pattern where things stand uh, here as we're starting off the week. What are what have you been seeing with that weather pattern, Eric? Well, it's all a part of this story I'm trying to just craft and, and keep track of that says, how much drought are we going to have by April? That, that's it. It's just, what does winter do? So we saw over the weekend, big rains, uh, well, into last week, into the weekend, big rains hit the eastern Corn Belt, hit the mid-south, hit the southeast. In fact, we finally got precipitation into the Carolinas, which had been really starved for moisture. We then saw, and this was kind of a big deal, we saw a system come out of eastern Colorado and put up to six to eight inches of snow in eastern Colorado and Kansas. That's the first time some of those places had seen a decent moisture return since last July. That's a huge amount of moisture coming into the hard to a wheat belt that desperately needs it. And then the new pattern is such that we're splitting the flow in the Gulf of Alaska, which means it's got to kind of go around the West Coast and then come back together in the in the Intermountain West. And the system that's today coming out of this, uh, like New Mexico and Arizona, it's going to be really quite energetic. It's going to come out of uh, into Texas uh, tomorrow, uh, late tonight, tomorrow, spreading snow throughout big part of Texas and Oklahoma. It's going to have severe weather to its south, starting in like eastern Texas and then progressing over to the lower Mississippi River Valley, pretty close to the Gulf Coast, but still some nasty storms. And then that's the one that like rips out of Texas, goes to like Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and then finishes in the northeast, putting down a pretty good strip of snow in that area. And there's some places in there, like myself included, we haven't had much snow here in central Illinois yet this year. So to see a system come through and maybe give us a decent chance at, at four to five inches while my kids are excited, I'll be driving all over the country in this <laughs> stuff uh, out for, for meetings and talking to farmers and stuff. But uh, it's, it's going to be a, a decent setup for getting moisture back. Now, after that, we get into this kind of clipper mode. And clippers are systems that come out of the Canadian prairie and dip. They drop south into the plains. And uh, one of the places that's been really, really dry since the start of this year, uh, in addition to the southern plains, has been the northern plains in Montana. And there's a decent chance of getting some moisture back up pretty far to the north. It's not going to cure some of the longer term issues. And the good news is, is that even though they've been dry, they still got a bunch of snow on the ground up there. So there's there's a couple of inches of liquid wrapped up in that snow right now. I was in Sioux Falls last week. And they have eight foot drifts out there. I'm like, guys, this is, this is beautiful. You, you, I, I know you hate it now, but you're going to love it come spring when that gets into the soil and gets into the river system. But uh, I think uh, the other major part of this whole pattern is that uh, we've been very, very mild to start the new year. Mm -hmm. And we've now got much better evidence that to finish, you know, January, get into February, we're going to see some really cold air set up and establish itself in the midsection of the country. And uh, it's not going to get all the way to the southeast, but it's going to really drop our temperatures off here in February. So you say, what's, what's new? Like everything. It just seems like you wake up after a week and you're like, oh, we got 25 new things to take a close look at here. But uh, overall, if you just said, Eric, put a stamp on it, tell me what this means. Everything I just described to you is a net benefit to the United States going into spring 2023. 
Well, that is definitely good news to hear. We'll continue to watch that drought monitor and, of course, get ready to bundle up a little bit, too. Let's shift our focus to South America, Eric. I know we're hearing in the news, you know, coming out of the weekend, better than expected rains in Argentina. That's having an impact on the markets. As you take a look at how things unfolded over the weekend and into this week in South America and the issues with that Argentine drought, what have you seen? What are you seeing as we get into this week? Yeah, well, two things kind of help push this along, all right? First of all, the MJO for the first time in months, maybe, I don't know, it feels like maybe even a year, got into the Indian Ocean. That sets the whole pattern off in a different direction and better gives us better chances of seeing moisture come into Argentina. The second thing is there's this other kind of nerdy term we toss out there called the Antarctic Oscillation. It finally got back near zero. So what does all that mean? Fronts come through Argentina. That's the historical kind of correlation. Uh, and over the weekend, satellite measured some places picking up two to four inches of rainfall. There are some estimates of even higher than that. Uh, but this is hitting like Cordoba, uh, Buenos Aires. This is hitting Santa Fe. These are all areas that we had been talking about for months being so deep in drought. And then the models are saying, oh, here's a bunch more rain coming in the next 10 days to those same areas. So can it undo the damage that was already done? I, I think most people don't think it can, but some of the stuff that was planted in the middle and then here at the end of the planting uh, season, it's, it's really going to benefit from a lot of this. It will not revive the numbers to those pre, you know, those early USDA very lofty goals uh, for, for, for Argentina, but it's not going to not going to be a bad thing. Uh, in Brazil, you know, they're trying to get the crop harvested and then the next crop planted, but they're a bit farther off the pace than I would have thought. I, I thought they would have really gone fast. But numbers are below the five-year average and certainly below last year. And so I, I don't know why, to be honest with you. I don't know what's going on there, but we still anticipate a big crop coming out of Brazil. And the moisture is still pretty good for most of Brazil, save like very far southern Brazil down near Rio Grande do Sul. So South America has got a pretty positive uh, picture with weather right now, too. Well, Eric, let's talk a little bit here. Let's crystal ball look into the spring. I know we're starting to kind of keep our eye on that spring outlook, that March, April, May time frame. What's some of the latest you're seeing with that as we look ar around the globe? Yeah, you mentioned crystal ball in, in, in South Dakota last week. I had a guy say, hey, why don't you get out your crystal ball and look at this for me? I'm like, you understand my crystal ball has cataracts, right? So anyway, <laughs> you know, we get we, we, we do still want to do this. And, and here's the big thing we're still watching, La Nina, right? La Nina has let go from its peak, but it still will influence the pattern. Uh, when does it stop influencing the pattern? Probably once we fully get through the month of February. I think it's going to really start to pull back. At least there's evidence to support that. Now, what does that mean uh, for spring? It appears that much of the Mid-South, the Mississippi Valley, the Tennessee Valley, the Ohio Valley, moving toward the Northeast is going to be wet for spring. Could have a very active st storm pattern. Uh, this could also mean very, very tight spring planting and spring field work and spring application windows. The models want to hang on to drought in the western and high plains, but I get it. The reason they're doing that is because they were started with drought, right? The drought was already there when they were initialized, so it's going to be hard to break away from, from that particular issue. But um, I think that we're going to have a very stormy spring. I mean, spring's normally a time we get a lot of storms, but I think it's going to be a year that's going to set up with an active jet that's going to give us that. Well, we will continue to follow along and keep our eyes on the weather situation as we work ahead through the rest of the month and into February. With that, Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate the time. All right. Sounds good.
And that is going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.